Out of the place I was doing it. Uh, gonna talk about a friend of mine. His name's Carlos. I mentioned him briefly on uh, the last episode of Masculine Geek. I want to talk a little more in depth about Carlos. Uh, it's kind of a heavy moment because Carlos, uh, my friend Carlos, he committed suicide. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Then we're going to talk about some kind of random things, some kind of silly things that I've noticed on the internet and a couple fun things that I learned from some guys at work. Alright, let's uh, let's get this show on the road, shall we? I'm sure some of you guys got things to do. It's a beautiful Sunday here. It's supposed to get up to, uh, I think, the low 70s. So I definitely am going to get the motorcycle out and go for a ride a little bit later. Anyway, uh, to start off with the beta thirst is real. Not only do you see it online with guys, you know, liking the girls' pictures of their ass or their tits or whatever inanity they're putting up there, their duck face selfies. You know, not only are they online, you know, sliding into their DMs and commenting, going, oh, you're so beautiful. And, and I don't really fault the women for doing it. Uh, it's guys like that that encourage this behavior. And it's guys like that that put up with it. You know, that they, they, they create it and they tolerate it. They, they exacerbate it. They enable it. The girls are looking for attention. Some of them are making, looking to make a quick, easy buck. And they are. And as far as I'm concerned on that end, good for you, ladies. You know, if you don't want to go to school or, or you know, learn, actually get an education and actually be able to, you know, make some money doing it the way guys typically do it, I get it. If, if showing off your tits and ass makes you a bunch of money, more power to you. I, I firmly, you know, hey, I wish I was a woman sometimes because then, you know, I would be doing that. I'd be showing off my tits and ass and be making a million dollars. No problem. So, I don't fault the ladies uh, in that sense. I envy them a little bit because that's, that's easy mode. How easy would it be to just bounce your titties around or show your ass and have a bunch of clueless guys throw a bunch of money at you? Well, that shit doesn't just apply to the internet. Uh, there's a couple guys I know. Man, one of them, he... Uh, told me about how when I met when I ran into him he he looked worn out he looked like you know five miles of rough road and it's like wonder why that is well it's because you know when I was talking to him it was pretty early in the morning like I don't know around 630 or something and he had been up until 4.30 or 4 o'clock, somewhere around there in the morning. So he'd only had a couple hours of sleep. Well, come to find out, he'd, he'd gone out dancing the night before, which, hey, go, you know, you do you, you go. You're a young guy. Young guy. We're, we're talking, oh, I want to say if I had to guess, because I don't know right offhand how old he is, but if I had to guess, he's between 22 and 26 probably closer to the, the, the 22 age bracket 
But the guy... The guy had hooked up with a gal who's married. Alright? And... And, and instead of it just being this kind of illicit affair where they get together and, you know, she's cheating on her husband and they're having amazing sex, doing the forbidden married sex thing. They do that, I guess, on occasion, but mostly they fight. Like they themselves are married. And, and, and that's apparently what happened, is I guess... They went out dancing, and then the bar closed at 1, 2 o'clock, and they go their separate ways. He goes to his home, she goes to hers, and then she texts him about something. You know, it's, it's the hook. It's the, you know, you don't spend enough time with me. It's, it's the drama hook, okay, from a married woman who's married to a cop. Okay, this guy is, this guy that I was talking to, he's really playing with fire here. It's like, not only are you messing with a married woman, which, hey, I get it, okay? It is what it is, but you're, mar you're messing with someone that is trained in the use of firearms and is trained to kill and cover it up if necessary. He's got an entire police force and resources behind him. He can make you disappear. For real. You know, but this 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 guy, not only does he kind of orbit this woman in a lot of ways, that he's, he's choosing a married woman who's, who's not going to leave her husband. She may not be happy, but he's paying the bills. Okay? The lifestyle she's come accustomed to. He's paying the bills. So she's not going to leave him. Most of the time, that doesn't happen. That married women, not saying that they can't, but they usually don't. They're just looking for something on the side. They're looking to cure their boredom or to get revenge or whatever the fuck it is. But usually when, when they've got their comfortable life and they've got their children and all of that, they're not going to leave. Okay, which is what this guy wants. It's what he secretly hopes for. Because, getting back to the story, she calls her or texts him like at 2 o'clock in the morning after they'd gone out dancing. And, and to be honest, I don't know if she actually went dancing. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But she knew he went dancing. Okay, we'll, we'll put it at that. To be as intellectually honest and as transparent as I can be. She knew because dipshit tells her this. Which of course sets off her jealousy. Which, you know, if you're gonna spin plates and everything's non-exclusive and everybody knows the score and you're not necessarily gonna get yourself killed down the road or arrested or buried in the desert, okay. You know, you're, you're, you're running good game but the problem is He's got, he's, he's basically got one-itis for this married woman. So she texts him and says whatever bait, you know, she, she baits the hook and the dumb fucker takes it. And so for two hours, they're arguing. They're fucking arguing about 
them about their relationship. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh, you, you, you stupid, silly man. It's like you, you got the feels for a married woman. You got, you know, I get it. You want what you can't have. We're all prone to it, but you have to go in knowing that that's a possibility and safeguard against that. Safeguard against getting yourself killed. Safeguard against getting feelings so that, hey, you want to, you wanna, you know, dip your, your, your wick in, in poison waters or whatever, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to judge other than you realize this can get you killed, right? So, you know, he comes in on two hours of sleep because he was arguing with his mistress, his married woman. And, I, and, and I've talked to him before, and of course, does he listen? No. You know, when I told him about the getting killed part, that it's like, you realize if this guy ever finds out, he could kill you. People get killed over this. You know, people fucking around with other people's wives, the husbands tend not to take it very well. And you got one of the worst scenarios because you've got a trained killer. The guy has the, the he has the the, the, the the goddamn motive. It's you fucking around with his wife. He has the means, he has the technology, he has the tools. He's got access to firearms and all sorts of weaponry. He's got the knowledge of what the police look for when it comes to solving crimes. And he's got the resources in the form of possibly his own men and other people to help cover up said crime, which could make it a lot easier for him to commit said crime. I'm not worried about it. I know how to use a gun. All right. I have a feeling there, there's a real strong possibility that one day I'm just not going to see about this guy anymore. And I'm going to ask some people that know him and say, Hey, have you heard from, you know, you heard from this guy? No, no, man, he just disappeared. No one knows what happened to him. Yeah, he's out in the desert somewhere. He's, he's in a shallow grave. Or better yet, actually, he's in a deep grave. No one knows, you know, the, the cop, they, they, they fucking interviewed the actual cop. He's the one on TV. Yeah, we're looking into this. Uh, it, it definitely seems suspicious, but, you know, either he'll turn up, you know, here in the next, oh, 48, 72 hours, or, you know, there's a good chance he may, you know, we may never hear from him again after that. That's beta thirst, guys, in a lot of ways. You know, take the morality out of it for a minute, but it's the fact that you're kind of poaching on another man's woman when you could be meeting other women and have better quality. You know, they're not married to cops. They're not married, period. You don't have to play the drama game. At least not with a married one. Because there's no future in that one. But this guy's clinging to it because... Uh, no, it's 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 that scarcity. I'll settle, guys. Whatever you settle for is what you're gonna get. I I know I've said this before. Whatever you settle for, you're gonna get. Okay. And it's it's what this guy's settling for. You know, I I don't I don't have any sympathy for him. I don't. He gets what he deserves. 
but it's just like, really, dude? You're not a bad-looking guy. You're young enough. You've, you've got time on your side. You can find other women. Hey, no. But you want the married woman. All right. You, you do you, man. You, you fucking do you. And there's another guy that I also know that he's, he's not as bad. But, you know, at least he's not going after married chicks. But he's kind of the same way. He's He's got that scarcity mentality in a lot of ways. Um, his story's a little better in some ways. He's got a couple of roommates that help pay the bills. And apparently one of them is uh, a woman. You know, but she's got the boyfriend. But she flirts with him and tells him, you know, oh, because I guess the bathroom in the house is in her room. So I'm assuming she has, like, the master bedroom in his own house. That, that's all I can figure is that he said there's only one bathroom in it and they have to go, the, all the roommates and him included, have to go through that bedroom that she has in order to use the bathroom. And, you know, because I guess when she was looking for a place to live, she hit him up. He said, yes, I have a room available. It's this much. You know, uh, I've got, like, one other roommate. It's a guy. But, you know, the rent's this much. But, you know, to, to, to make you aware, the room that is available, the bathroom is in that room. The only working bathroom is in that room. And so, we're going to have to go through your bedroom to use the bathroom at whatever time of day. And she's, you know, so I guess she was alright with it. She she was aware. He was fully transparent about that. He, he made her aware. You know, but she made the comment about, yeah, you know, I, I sleep naked. And I guess she's a pretty good looking woman from what I understand. That she's... She's not a she's not a dog. She she's not the land whale of, of today. But uh, and I guess she's got I don't know about tattoos. I he didn't tell me if she's tatted up or not, but he did tell me that you know she's got a whole bunch of piercings that she's showing off to him, but then starts talking about her boyfriend. And and he's telling me this, and I'm thinking, okay. So what do you want to do with this girl? Do you, do you want to date her? Do you want to bang her? Because he's got some interest in her. Now, I could understand, you know, she may be a good-looking gal. And, and he's doing the right thing as far as, well, if you're going to have her there, you might as well have her pay rent. Especially if she's not doing anything else for you. She's not fixing your meals or, you know, uh, doing things with you. You know, no sense in having a potential girlfriend who's not really your girlfriend but is actually more just your roommate you might as well have her paying fucking rent but he's orbiting her he's listening to her whether she's talking good or ill about the man she's with he's he's there listening to her, checking out her piercings wondering do you have any on your boobies do you have any on your coochie and it's just like are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me? So yes, the thirst is real. And it's not just seen online. 
you know? I mean, I guess that's kind of in the wild, but the real wild is when you see it in the flesh. You, you see these guys, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm on two hours of sleep because I was arguing with the, the woman I'm seeing. It's like, you're, a, you're an orbiter, dude. Yeah, you know, I, I was gonna go out and do stuff, but I decided to talk to my roommate and she showed off some of her piercings and then we talked for hours about her boyfriend. Well, at least in your case, you're, you're getting paid for it, so to speak, because you're charging her fucking rent. But it's just like, guys, you get what you settle for. For real. You get what you settle for. You get... You know, whatever, whatever you allow, whatever you tolerate is going to persist. It, it really does. Now, if you don't tolerate a lot of shit, does that mean you're going to have periods of time that could be longer than people who will put up with a lot of shit of being alone, periods of loneliness, periods of being by yourself? Does it mean, you know, that if you don't tolerate any kind of bullshit, that you're going to have longer periods of being alone? Yeah, it does. Okay. But there's what? Six fucking billion people on the planet. Half of them are men. There's going to be a large chunk of women in your area that are of dating age, and they are looking to date, they are looking to meet... Rather, it's just for sex or it is for something more. And yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of them that... Whoa. Rather, it's physical because they're 600 pounds and they're five foot one. They're bigger round than they are tall. And they're going to be tatted up and pierced up and have... They've drank the Kool-Aid of feminism. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of that. The whole world's infected with it, unfortunately. But it is what it is. But you, as the man, is you as a guy, for your life, to have the best life you can, for you, you're gonna have to vet. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to weed through a lot of bullshit. It's just the way it is, but you will find good women, you know? Not saying quality women, you know? There's no such thing in a way. You know, they're just women, but you're gonna find ones that are gonna be better. They're going to be less drama not gonna have a lot of the fucking games they're not gonna they're, they're gonna be fit they're gonna be healthy they're not gonna be all tatted up and they're, and they're you know that they've only drank a little bit of the kool-aid versus drinking the whole punch bowl so that means yeah you're gonna have periods of time where you're gonna be alone a lot longer because yes they're a lot harder to find but you know what they'll be worth it they really will because you won't have to worry about them fighting with you when, when you're not even their main guy. You're not going to have to worry about them talking about their boyfriends to you because they're not going to have them. They're going to be into you. And let's, let's talk about loneliness for a minute, okay? Do I get lonely? Yeah, I do. But understand this. Number one, loneliness, it's just a feeling. Okay, kind of like anger, kind of like sadness, uh, happiness, joy. It's just a feeling. It's temporary, really. You're, you're not going to be, oh, I'm forever alone. 
No, you won't be. Unless you choose to be. That, you know, you tell yourself and you tell people, yeah, I, I, I'm looking for a girl, but no, you're not. You're not getting out there. You're not taking chances. You, you'd rather stay at home and jack off to porn or watch Netflix or whatever. You don't really want to go out. And that's okay if you don't. But just be honest with yourself. Yeah, I'm not really looking and, and, and I'm okay. Don't, don't play the pity me game because I can't find anyone. Bullshit. You can go out and find them. They're out there. They're all over the place. You know, I, I go out, I'm out and about every day, and there are women everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, and at least here in Salt Lake, there's there's actually a lot of good-looking women. Then at least the physical side of, of what I look for, I see a lot of women that can that can meet that physical criteria. That it's like, wow, she's young, she's good looking, she's thin, she's in shape, uh, she seems happy, she she doesn't seem to have resting bitch face attached, uh, she's not shaved the side of her head and, and got the multiple colors and, you know, she's not a walking poster board for feminism. No, now that doesn't mean she isn't a feminist. I haven't talked to her yet. I haven't gotten to know her, so I don't know. But at least on the surface, hey, she's good looking. I'd bang. I'd take her home just for that. So there's plenty of women out there. So whatever you whatever you allow, whatever you settle for, you're going to get more of it. And loneliness is just a feeling. It, it doesn't have anything to do with reality. With, 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 uh, with what's going on in the rest of the world. It has nothing to do with it. You need to understand that and accept that. It's just a feeling and it'll pass. And it does. You know? You can make it pass. Get out and do something. You know, I don't care what it is. Call up your guy friends and go hang out. Have a beer. Uh, you know, go to the gym. Go, go do something. So it will pass. And it's okay. Because a lot of times when you are feeling lonely, it's it's the way to kind of know the, 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 the good from the bad times. You know? If everything was always good, you wouldn't know what it was. So realize that the bad, if you want to call it that, it's just a reminder that the good times are good and it makes them better. Okay? You know, today is Mother's Day. Guys, ladies, anyone watching, make sure you call your mom. You know, tell her I love you. Tell her happy Mother's Day. Okay? I can't. Mine died. So can't call her. And that's okay. It is what it is. I'll just go over and see my dad later today and make sure he's doing all right. You know, because for him, it's not only my mom being gone, but it's his mom being gone. He's got two women that he can't talk to. So I'll go over and see him. So that's the thirst is real. Oh, but to kind of add on to it, it dovetails into tarot reading. I had a client that uh, came over 
the other day. I don't do it in the shop that I used to do it out of anymore. I do it primarily over the phone. And I'll do face-to-face ones very occasionally, very seldom, but I do them once in a while. And usually they're, they're especially the face-to-face ones, they're pre-existing clients. They're people I've dealt with before, so I know what I'm getting. Because the thing about tarot readings, guys, whether you believe in them or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, do I believe in them per se? No, not really. It's mostly psychology. It's being basically a good therapist. But I do know the the audience that tends to believe in them, the, the clients, they can be some flaky, sketchy, kind of goofy people. Not necessarily dangerous, but just goofy. The things they believe in, which, you know, to each their own. Most of what they believe in is harmless. It's, it's not hurting them. It's not going to hurt me. But having them show up at your house... They assume, well, you know, it's business because they paid you. Make sure you get paid if you're going to do it. Don't do it for free. People tend to value what they have to earn. So if you want to hand out advice, which is basically what I do when I do readings, make sure you get paid for it because most of the time they're not going to listen. They're going to do what they want to do, which is fine by me because at least, hey, I got paid. That's the part that mattered to me. I got what I wanted out of it. I got paid. So I didn't just waste my time. Okay? You don't want to listen to me. Well, at least you fucking paid me. But I had a gal that came to me. And uh, here's a little bit of hypergamy, I guess. Not, not that it's good or bad. It just is. Uh, she's got a one-itis for a guy who happens to be with a gal. And that gal, from what I've heard, because she's come to me a lot in the past over the last six months, maybe even almost a year now, and she's got one-itis for this guy. So even women, guys, even women can have one-itis. Okay, it's, it's not just men. Women can get it too. But she's got this one-itis for this guy who's dating a gal who... As far as I can tell, based on what she told me, this gal that this guy's dating, this gal is full-blown psychotic. She's borderline personality disorder. She fits all the markers, all the all the little checklists. You can check it all off. But this guy, I guess, came to her and was like, you know, I kind of always wonder what could have been between you and me. But he's not going to leave his bipolar, his borderline personality chick. She's got her hooks in him too far right now. That much I know. It's like, now, they're still kind of, I wouldn't say in the full-blown honeymoon phase, but they're they're still kind of, the, the, the borderline chick hasn't totally let her mask slip. She hasn't taken off the mask completely yet, so he's not, he's not willing and able to see her for what she really is. And actually get himself a more adjusted woman. You know, he's got to burn. He's, he's, he's got to go through it. He's got to get the trauma. And that's why you don't go out and try to preach red pill shit, guys. You can't proselyze and go out to your friends and say, Have you heard of Rolo Tomasi? Let's sit down and talk about it. No. Nobody wants to hear it until they've had their trauma, until they've been burned. You gotta let them burn. But, uh... I guess this guy 
said to the gal, my client, you know, basically, I want to have sex to see what I was missing. And she was okay with that, which, hey, teach their own, not judging. It's like, you know what? No, you guys do you. If you went into it knowing it's just a one-time thing and, and I want to know, you know, she was, this gal was honest about that part. She wanted to know what it was. She knew that chances are she'd probably catch even more feelings for the guy, which she did. That it, it, it intensified her feelings. And I had to tell her kind of what I told the guy who's fucking around with the married woman. It's like, you realize you're playing with fire, right? If crazy finds out that you're, you know, that her man's been dipping his wick in you, crazy, there's no telling what crazy will do. She may just take it out on him, but realistically, she'll probably take it out on you too. She'll come after you, whether directly or indirectly. Depends on how intelligent she is and how cold-blooded she is. That's the fun and the beauty of crazy. You don't know what they're fucking capable of. You know, it's like, she may not come after you, she may not be able to get to you, but she could get to people you know, people you care about. And with crazy, you don't know what they're going to do. So do you really want to play with that fucking fire, eh? If you do, you know, don't come whining back to me later. All I'm going to do is tell you I told you so. But, you know, she she definitely had to know, and so she slept with the dude, you know? And then she's asking me, you know, was that really it? And I'm like, as far as I know, it sounds like it. Sounds like he was being honest. I mean, I don't know that much, but... Sounds like he was being honest. Well, do you think he'd want to do that again? I'm like, oh, he would. But the thing is, if you do, you got to understand, ladies, guys, we're, we are opportunists. Like it or not, this is why guys, besides the whole scarcity mentality for a lot of men, part of our imperative, if you want to call it that, our sexual strategies, we want to spread the seed far and wide. Okay? We usually do. We want unfettered access, you know, to to endless pussy. We, you know, guys want to fuck the world. And so we are opportunists. That's why we do some of the dumb shit we do. That's why we go after married women. It's an opportunity. Even though it could end up getting us killed, sometimes we take the risk. That's why we put up with shitty behavior a lot of times. That's why we'll settle for fat chicks. And go through that bullshit, at least for a short term, you know, and, and guys, you know, if you want to knock out a fat chick, you know, go for it. And if you have that weird fetish where you are a chubby chaser, great. Hey, then you're doing good for you. You found what you wanted. But if it's just, I want to, I, I just want to come. I just want to blow a load. And the fat girl at the bar is down. Great. Go home and, and blow a load, but don't, don't fucking wife her up. Don't settle for, you know, we're kind of back to that. Don't do the settling thing. Go have your fun, but then get the fuck out. You know, don't bullshit her and, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna be a couple. Don't, no. Be honest with her. Hey, this is, this is, this. it's just a, a one-night thing. You were available. I was ready and willing. And so we did what we did. It's kind of fun. Uh, getting back to that client. Being a reader, where I say it's a lot like being a therapist, it's not just about handing out advice and listening to people's problems, because 
in all the years I've done readings, and I've done them since I was, I don't know, 15, professionally in the sense of making money was the, the last six years. Uh, and the money's good, guys. Maybe I need to do an online course where I'll teach you how to do readings so that you can get easy money from the women. This this is the, 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 the mirror side of guys throwing money at chicks just because they're beautiful, okay? That, you know, the guys are fucking throwing the dollar bills kind of thing. Well, you become a reader, and if you're a guy and you do tarot readings, and you're a straight guy, you're a heterosexual man, you are the minority, okay? Most readers are women, and of the guys that are readers, most of them are gay, okay? Not... You know, nothing against them. I, I, I don't care. It's just the reality I've encountered that when I would do fairs and they've got, you know, 20 other readers there. Well, out of that 20 readers, including me, I'm one of the 20. There might be four other guys, including me. So like one fourth, one fifth are male. But I was the only straight reader. All the other guys there, they were gay. And the clientele was 95% women. You'd get the, you know, the occasional dude straggling in, and, and a lot of times those guys were gay. And maybe, I don't know, 0.5% were straight men coming for a reading, and man, those guys... Uh, Blue-pilled and just clueless completely fucking clueless that it's like, wow, you're, you're so fucked you don't even know it when it comes to the problems. But that's, people that come to you for a reading out of all the years I've done it, especially the paid years, the professional years, I'll call them, I would say less than 1% were coming where everything in their life was good and they were just looking to be entertained, looking for a laugh. And it's, oh, hey, let's do this. I've never done this. I'd like to experience it. Let's see what that's all about. They happen. I've had a few, but seriously, it's probably less than 1%. Okay? Most of them have problems. That whatever it is, whether it's a major problem, minor problems, they're, they're not happy with some aspect of their life. And they, they're looking for answers. They're looking for why is that? <laughs> well... The truth is, you created that. You you caused it. You know, it's your your way of living that got you where you're at. But nobody wants to fucking hear that. They'd rather hear that it's well, it's because Mercury's in retrograde. Right. But you know, but they most of the clients come to me because they have problems. It's not hey, you know, I just missed your conversation. I mean, hey, yeah, pay me to talk. I'm good for that. Because that's all it really comes down to. They're paying me to talk. And, and it's mostly women throwing good money. Whether they earned it themselves or their, their, their boyfriend or husband did it. Especially it's fun when they, they're dragging their boyfriend or their husband to the reading. And you can tell he doesn't fucking want to be there. But here he is. And he's the one paying for it. Paying for me to tell her what she wants to hear for the most part. Because she doesn't want the truth. 
But it's kind of fun because uh, being a reader, kind of like being maybe a lawyer or uh, or a true therapist, people will tell you their deepest and darkest. They, I, I've heard some pretty crazy shit from people, you know, which, hey, not judging, it's their life, I don't, you know, I, I'm not them, I don't know their experiences, but man, they will tell you some crazy shit, you know, and, and it gives you a real deep look into human psychology, I guess, gives you a look into uh, what really makes people tick. And, and yeah, in a lot of ways, it's not only as bad as it looks out there, in a lot of ways it's worse. Because not only is like the entitlement there, but the denial. The absolute fucking denial. The, 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 the lack of awareness, the unwillingness to own up that your life's your fault. But you know, this gal that came to me that slept with the guy and she's maybe hoping for a round two but she's gonna have to deal with psycho at some point if she keeps it up it's like I asked her I was like who knows that you went out and you know banged this dude well I told her I said bare minimum three people know bare minimum because you know he knows and you know I'm not gonna say anything I'm definitely not going to say anything where I could get her identified. But I know. Well, come to find out, his brother, the guy she banged, his brother knows too. And I'm like, Kay, you realize if you want to keep it a secret, two people can keep a secret if one of them's dead. Okay. Two people might, maybe... In under extraordinary circumstances, two people might be able to keep a secret. I wouldn't bank on it. I just wouldn't. But if three or more people know, it's not a secret. It's public knowledge. It really is. So, if you're going to do some things that you don't want people to know about, don't involve other people if you can fucking help it. And if you do, realize... It's not a secret. Even if they haven't said anything, they could at any point at any time down the road. Or you could if you're the one being told it. You could go and flap your gums. It's not a secret. When it really comes down to it, if you want to keep a secret, it's only one person and that's you that knows. But, so I'm thinking even if she doesn't continue with this whatever with this guy, Apparently it's just been the one time because it's fairly recent. Like this last week, you know, it's it's under a week. This is the fifth or sixth day, something like that. But uh, it's just a matter of time, I think that that you know, and if and if she decides to continue to see if I guess she can lure him away from her, his psycho fucking girlfriend. That, uh, you know, oh, I, I can do this, you know, yeah. You'll disappear into the desert or you'll be found with, you know, shot in the forehead or something. But not only is, like, her hypergamy kind of kicking in, 
But her epiphany, she's had an epiphany. She's of that magical age, early 30s, 31, 32. And uh, her biological clock is ticking, so to speak, because she's told me ultimately she wants to get married. She wants to have children. And I'm looking at her, and, and she's, she's, a cute, she's a really cute woman. She really is. She's got a very pretty face. She's kind of exotic looking. That she's not just, you know, Joe White girl. She's She's got something else going on in her. I'm not sure what it is. But, uh... She's, she's actually a good looking woman, but she could lose, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 pounds, I'm thinking. She definitely stands to lose some poundage. And she's, uh, she's got a lot of body modifications. Tats, piercings, that kind of thing. A lot. You know, in that sense, she drank the Kool-Aid when she was younger. And, and probably still is. And I'm looking at it thinking, you know all of that modification you've done is going to work against you, right? You know, I didn't say it because I know she doesn't want to hear it. Because other than going and having surgery or spending a lot of money and a lot of time having the laser removal process done, there, there's no coming back from all of that work that she's had done on her. And don't get me wrong, the tattoos are gorgeous. You know, they're professionally done, they're, they're good-looking tattoos, but it's a lot. She's got even more than I do. You know, and I've, I've got quite a few, you know, tattoos up this arm, some up on this shoulder, different parts of my body, I've got a bunch. She's got even more than me. You know, she's, she is well-inked. And it's just like, oh, you know, if you didn't have so many tats and so many piercings and you were about 30 pounds lighter, I could find myself really attractive to you because you've got a lot of other qualities that are pretty decent because she's a decent woman. She means well. well she's, she's good looking in her own way, but I'm just like, you're, you're not LTR material. You're not wife material. Not for me. You know, and maybe she will be for some guy, but maybe he's a beta. I don't know. But you do learn a lot of the deepest, darkest. But, you know, I'm seeing the, you know, she was honest in the sense that, hey, I, I wanted to know what it'd be like to sleep with this guy, so I did. Hey, good for you. At least you're honest about it. You're not trying to pawn it off. You didn't play the, well, it just happened game, you know. I don't know what happened. We were talking, and the next thing you know, he had his dick in me. Now she knew. She knew what she was getting herself into. She was honest. And, and that's refreshing to be able to see that, that it's like, oh, fuck, you're owning it at least. Now if you'll just own some of the other shit in your life, you, you might be, you know, better off. We'll see. Time will tell. I'm sure she'll be back at some point. Hi, George. Thanks, man. But, uh... So, yeah. You know, if guys are looking for a side gig, a career, a hobby that gets you the the women throwing money at you like men typically throw money at women, go learn tarot or 
crystal balls or any of that new age nonsense type of stuff. Like I said, I don't really buy it. I don't think there's any magic or mystic in it. It's just good psychology. You learn how to read people. You learn you learn who's willing to hear real truth and you learn who isn't. And if you want to get money out of it, you learn that giving people that aren't ready for the truth isn't going to get you paid. It's just not. And so you learn to bullshit people. You know, I, I that's part of why I kind of gave it up. I got tired of doing that. I it, it doesn't feel good for me to, to willingly bullshit people. But at the same time, I'm pragmatic. I was there to make money. That was my that was my number one goal. I'm here to make money. You know, I want to help people, but at the same time, I'm all about getting paid. And if telling the truth's not going to get me paid, well, then I'm going to tell them what they want to hear and get paid. And that's why I, I left the shop. That was one of the reasons I left, is, you know what? I'm having a hard time with myself because... I'm, I'm bullshitting people when I really would like to actually help them. Problem is, they're just not ready to hear it. They don't want to hear the truth. You know? So that's why I gave up doing it out of the shop that I was doing it in. That's part of the reason. Moving on. Back to the whole thing. Uh, we're going to get a little heavy for a minute here. Uh, on uh, Tuesday, I found out this last Tuesday, so, what, the 7th, I found out a former co-worker and a friend of mine by the name of Carlos committed suicide. I found out about it via Facebook. Um, I don't know the details. From what I do gather, uh, it sounds like, you know, he didn't leave a note and nobody knew it was coming. And so as far as I know, you know, there might be a couple people that know what really, why, why he did it. Um, I know talking to some people, he'd gone through a rough divorce a few years ago. Maybe she zeroed him out. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he had one-itis for her. You know, he, he lost his soulmate. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating as to why. Um, I do know, and I think it was Nietzsche who said something along the lines of, stare into the abyss, and eventually the abyss stares back at you. Uh, I know that because almost 30 years ago, 27, 28 years ago, I, I too wanted to commit suicide. And, uh, and I'm sure I've talked about this at some point, but... I can understand why, because at least my take on it is when you're when you're in that place, you're in a lot of pain. You know, a lot of emotional pain, a lot of mental pain. And you think that the pain's never gonna end, that it's always gonna be there because you're in it right now. And so you when you wake up every day and your life sucks because that's you've kinda not consciously, but you've chose to go that direction. That's what you look for. And so you start thinking that it's always going to be this way. And then, at least in my case, you start painting the past. 
that all of the good times were even better than they really were and that there's never going to be any more good times and then you start painting over the good times and that that your light your past sucked so everything was shit before it's shit now and it's going to be shit in the future and and that that builds you you build it whether you know it or not uh, you, you literally cannot see the good after a while. That's staring into the abyss and it's staring back at you. And you get to a point where you get tired of it. That it's like, you know what, I'm tired of hurting. And you start thinking, you know what, it, it would be better to be dead because at least then I won't hurt. The pain will stop. And then for me it was getting past the the fear of you know any kind of afterlife punishment didn't care then it's getting past that you know what am I gonna do to the people I leave behind you know how am I how how if I kill myself how's that gonna de- you know because you know it's gonna devastate them you know but you you get beyond that either by I don't care this, this pain is so intense that I don't care if it hurts them. It has to stop. That pain has to stop, and, and, and it doesn't matter to me if it devastates the people that love me. You know, at least that was my take on it. Was, you know, I don't care if it devastates my family. The pain is more intense than whatever devastation I will wreak upon them. And that and the rationalization of they'll get over it eventually. Which I don't know, but I think is bullshit. It's like, no, that's probably something they never get over. They get on. You know, life does go on. They'll get on with their life, but they'll never get over it. But that can be one of the lies you tell yourself. Is uh, they'll, they'll get over it. They'll heal. They'll move on. And, you know, I'm not judging Carlos for what he did. It, he did what he did. And, and like I said, on a certain area, I, I get it. I understand. He was in some form of pain that I'm sure he felt was never going to end. And it was always there and always would be. And so he did what he did. It's a shock because he was young. He was, oh, God late 20s early 30s I want to say Carlos was probably like 30 31 and he you know like I said I'm not judging him I'm not thinking you know what he did was wrong or bad per se because everyone's gotta they, they gotta do their own thing but it really is it was that permanent solution to a temporary problem and if he had just reached out to people and I and I get it when I was going through mine up until the last moment where I finally did decide you know fuck I I, I gotta do something about this or I am going to kill myself but up until that critical moment for me um, you don't want to burden people with your shit because you know everybody's got their problems everyone's caught up in their own little worlds because they are you know, I mean, hell, in a way, you're caught up in yours with your pain and your suffering. But you kind of know that, ah, God, I don't want to burden him. I don't, you know, I don't want to be seen as that guy or that pussy. 
Or, you know, I know they got their own shit. I don't need to be dumping mine on them. And I get that. I do. Because that's what kept me quiet for a long time about it. Was, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to burden my family with my, my bullshit. I don't want to burden my friends with it. So you put on a happy face and you pretend. You know, until you're sick and tired of pretending. And so, you know, I get it. But it's just, it's sad. It's tragic because it was unnecessary. So, for you watching this at home or wherever you're at, if you're thinking of doing it, you know, I get it. I do. But just please don't. Reach out to someone. I mean, hell, reach out to me. You're not burdening people with your problems. You know, you're not being a burden. And you're not weak for asking for help. You're, you're not less than because of what you feel and what you're going through. You know, you're, you're not less of a man or a woman because you can admit that, man, I, I want to put a fucking gun in my mouth, man. You know, I, I, I'm not coping with my life right now. It's okay. You're, you're not less than, you're not going to be looked down on. And, and I know for me, I'm not going to handle you with kid gloves. You know, I, I'm going to be compassionate and say, what's up? You know, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, we've, we've got to tiptoe around you now. No, no, you're still, you're still you, man. You're just going through your shit. And I get it. So, if you're, if you're thinking of killing yourself, if you're thinking of committing suicide, get some help. Seriously, reach out. I mean, there's the, the 800 line that you can call. There's uh, people you can talk to. You're not burdening them and you're not weak for admitting that you've got, you know, you've got these issues going on, man. It's all good. So that's Carlos. Let's move on and lighten it up a little bit. So the last couple of things, because we're almost at an hour here. The last couple of things I got for you are more. One's kind of rantish in a way. And one's just pure fun. Uh, the rant was, uh, I was on, yeah, I was on Facebook the other night. And there's a couple groups I belong to, and that's pretty much why I'm on Facebook. But every now and then, you get some dipshit that will say something to the effect of, can someone explain this versus that? Or, tell me about this. You know, what, what, what is this about? And really what they're saying is, I'm too lazy to look it up myself. It's the, let me Google that for you phenomenon, is how I look at it. Because if you go and type in to Google, let me Google that for you, it will take you to a site where it creates this little graphic, a little GIF file or GIF file, whatever it is, and a link that you can type in whatever their question is, whatever they're wanting to know, it will actually simulate typing it into Google so you can send them that link. That here, let me fucking Google that for you. Okay? Because to me, that that shit drives me nuts. It's like, really, you, you want me to tell you what this is or what the difference is between this and that 
or something of that nature. You all know what I'm talking about. In, in my specific case, the group I was in, the guy was asking, what's the difference between this particular organization and that particular organization? And I'm like, wow, you lazy fucker. Considering the group we were in advocates doing your own fucking research, figuring it out, you know, looking into it yourself. You study it. You look it up. You do the work. And here this asshole comes in. Hey, what's the difference between this group and that group? Well, I did. I did the, well, here, let me Google that for you. You know, it's like you're either clueless or you're lazy or you're both. And it's like, don't be that person. You know, it's one thing I get when you're asking for a recommendation. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a good, honest mechanic to work on my car that's not going to rape me. That's in my area. Going to Google, it'll give you all kinds of stuff, but those are mostly paid ads. You don't know if they're any good or not. I'd still look into them and look into reviews, but even the reviews can be bad. Barrel roll in Google. No, I have not. I have not typed in barrel roll in Google. I, you know what? I got to do that right now. That looks fun. Okay, so I'm going to pull that up. Yeah, well, I'm getting sidetracked for just a second because I got to see this. Type in barrel roll. I got to see this. Click to play do a barrel roll by Google. Okay, well... Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh man, that is awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, Butte. That was good. <laughs> oh shit, that's a good one. Yeah. So, see there, there there's something for you guys out there that end up watching this. If you're watching now or you'll watch it later. Go to google.com and in the search bar, type in barrel roll and it will be the first result. Click on that link and yeah, it's, that's, that's a bit of fun. Uh, thanks, man. That was good. I, I needed something like that to kind of break some of the, the serious here. That was good. Thank you. So kind of like, let me Google that for you. This, this one's just more immediate fun. Just pure, just yeah, fun. But let me Google that for you is fun too, guys, because it's for the lazy motherfuckers out there. You know, like I said, if you're looking for a recommendation, I get it. You know, I, hey, I, I'm looking for live people to tell me what is your experience been if you live in this particular area. Because I belong to a group that is geographically in my area. You know, it's, it is the city I'm in. And so the people in that group are talking about businesses and neighborhoods and everything else that, you know, I know them. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's this street over here. That's this business right down the road. Oh, okay, this guy's actually pretty good for plumbing. And, you know, this outfit over here is me. You might want to be careful with them. I get recommendations. So I don't, I don't have a problem with someone saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for an honest mechanic or a good plumber, even if he is more expensive, but he'll get the job done in one. You know, he's one and done. You know, I'm not gonna have problems down the road. So I get recommendations. I'm not bitching about that. I'm just bitching about the lazy. You know, the, tell me the difference between this group and that group. Well, fucking look it up yourself. It's on Google, because everything's on fucking Google. 
okay? And, and you know this. So when, whenever you see that, you see someone, whether it's on Twitter or it's, you know, like a Facebook group or wherever, and they're like, what's the difference between, you know, you know, Celsius and Fahrenheit? Do let me Google that for you. You know, it's like, here, because it'll show them a step-by-step infographic of here. You go to Google, you type in what's the difference between Celsius and Fahrenheit, and then hit the either I'm feeling lucky or you hit, you know, show me results. That's what I ended up doing to this guy, because it was just like, really? And the best part, the, the, the ironic part, I guess, is the group that we're that he was in that I'm in advocates you doing your own research you know before you come in and start asking questions do the research and this guy clearly didn't do it he didn't even bother because he comes right in with hey i'm new here what's the difference between this group and that group uh it's already been discussed it's in the frequently asked questions if you'd fucking bother to look you lazy piece of shit you know, and if you didn't want to look there, you could have just thrown it in Google. It is the Oracle of Oracles. You know, I mean, there's, I personally think DuckDuckGo and some other search engines are a little better because they're not as, they don't have quite the agenda that Google does, but Google really probably has all the answers, guys. You just got to do a little digging. So do the fucking work. You know? But for the people that don't want to do the work, don't enable their lazy, bad behavior. Just send them, you know, let me Google that for you. You know, it's like if you're going to ask stupid, lazy questions, I'm going to give you a lazy answer. So there's that. that, That's a bit of fun. Yeah, it got some laughs and the little laughy faces, and I'm sure it probably irritated the guy, which I hope it did. I really do. I hope it fucking irritated him. Because it's like, dude, you're irritating me because you want me to waste my time telling you, explaining it to you. Well, here, you know, let me send you a PayPal link and you donate $45, $50 to me and then I'll explain it to you. You know, fucking pay me. Alright, we're a little over an hour. I'm going to wrap it up here in a minute. But the last thing I want to leave for you guys uh, was something that happened to me on Friday at work. Getting ready to leave. And, uh, you know, a couple other guys are changing out, getting ready to leave too. And I tell them, because I have Mondays off. I have Saturday, Sundays, and Mondays off. I work four tens. So I tell these guys as I'm leaving, hey, you know, you guys have a good weekend. I'll see you next Tuesday. And one of them turns around and goes, what did you say? And I said, I told you, see you next Tuesday. And he's like, oh, wow, what did I do to you? And he was kind of smiling, he was joking, and I, and I clearly, I did not get it. I was like, what, what the hell are you talking about? And I kind of said, I was like, he's like, you speak in code to me, man? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, see you next Tuesday's code. That's what you say to people when you, you, you want to call them a cunt. See you next Tuesday. It's an acronym, which I was, you know, Friday days old when I heard about that one. I always figured, you know, see you next Tuesday meant see you next Tuesday. You know, we'll see you in a few days. And you could use it for Thursday as well. But what could be really fun if someone's being a 
Kawantahaha, or a, a cunt. You could tell them, let's say it's on a Wednesday. You could, you know, you, you see them normally on Wednesdays. You could still tell them, hey, see you next Tuesday. Don't you mean Wednesday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you then. All right, when speaking of seeing you guys, I'll see you next time. Uh, if you haven't, please hit the like button. It sends the tingles to YouTube's uh, algorithm. It tickles uh, YouTube's vagina. And it gets the video a lot more exposure because of that tickle. So please hit the like button. Hit subscribe if you haven't. Uh, hit the notification bell so that you'll know when I've got other things coming up. Uh, go ahead if you want to know more about me or, or if you want kind of a central place where you can find all of my work. Go to robsays.net. That's my flagship. That's the blog. It's got all the links to my YouTube to my anchor channel which is you know my audio podcast for those of you who want to listen but don't necessarily want to be tied to a a computer screen to watch that way you can download my my videos my my podcasts and listen to them as you're out and about running or walking or driving around doing your day you can listen versus have to be nailed to a screen uh anything that's going on there uh go and check out masculinegeek.com we do a show every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time and i know we're probably going to be starting up doing a saturday morning what we're kind of tentatively calling the saturday morning cartoon episode that might be every other week or so uh we're we've already done a pilot so to speak on that from last saturday but it's a chance for you know you guys to interact with us in the morning on a Saturday because that's at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at least right now. Uh, I don't know if we're doing one this upcoming Saturday, you know, a week from now or six days from now. I don't know for sure because I know TJ's going to be out of town. I don't know if he'd be able to be there, so it might just be me and Vince if we do. Uh, Got to talk to them, but. Go sign up for Masculine Geek. Sign up for the newsletter at Masculine Geek. You'll get uh, material from all three of us. It's once a week. We put it out Monday morning. We don't spam. And we're also doing it as a way because I know real recently Chateau Hartiste, a blog that's been in the Manosphere for a lot of years, well over a decade, got shut down recently, a few days ago. Uh, WordPress shut them down for some sort of terms of service violation, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not terribly surprised given that they had a lot of unpopular opinions about a lot of different groups of people. Some were kind of anti-Semitic. And there's just certain groups of people that, you know, in today's world, man, you cannot talk bad about them. Whether you whether you feel that way or not, you just you can't go there. And so I'm not shocked because I honestly figured they'd have been shut down years ago based on some of the things they said where, again, it, it was kind of racist in its own way and it could be seen as racist for sure and it could be seen as anti-Semitic. And so the powers that be finally, I guess, got a gut full and shut them down. It's sad because they had a lot of good stuff on there and hopefully they backed it up. Hopefully we'll see them, you know, the chateau rise again, but at the same time, maybe not. 
but you're dealing with well over a decade of material that right now most of it is just gone. That's part of why we're doing the newsletters in case we ever get shut down because we have said and are going to say things that are not popular with the current narrative, not popular with the powers that be. Uh, and so it's it's a very distinct possibility we could end up getting shut down at some point, get deplatformed. Sign up for the newsletter so that if something like that does happen, if and when it happens, we're able to stay in touch with you and let you know what we're doing next. You know, okay, we're going to be at this place. You know, we're going to be doing it here. We're starting up a new channel there. Whatever it is, that way you guys are, you're not just lost, you know, to us. We're not lost to you. So sign up for the newsletter. Check it out. Uh, anyway, guys, have a great day. I'm going to go out and ride the motorcycle. It's it's a glorious day. The weather's, like I said, supposed to get up into the mid-70s. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to go out and do that. You guys enjoy your day. Happy Mother's Day to the women that may watch this. Uh, guys, call your moms because uh, at some point in the future, if it hasn't already happened, you're not going to be able to. So, happy Mother's Day to all. We'll see you all next time. Thank you.